Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and Dakota are here. On, we're taping this on New Year's Eve, Woo! almost the end of 2020. Uh, we hope everybody is doing really well. And uh, Alyssa, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, I mean, get, getting to the last day of 2020, I don't think many of us thought it was going to ever happen, but here we are. And I don't think very many of us will be unhappy to say goodbye to this year for various different reasons. So I I mean, we're all obviously not doing what we would normally be doing on New Year's Eve. It's going to be very quiet for everyone. So maybe that will help as we enter into January with no hangovers and no, um, no crazy New Year's Eve stories. I don't know, but we got to sort of like, I guess, jump into 2021 with both feet. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things I stopped doing years ago was thinking that next year is going to be better because at the end of the day, adversity is adversity and life is full of it. Um, and then the sooner you can kind of embrace the fact that at any given time, something, a curveball could come your way and you adapt, you react for a minute and then you adapt, like you're going to be a happier human being. So for me, it's like, yay, it's new year's. And like, yeah, I have some goals for next year, but do I think it's going to be transformative? I mean, my horoscope says it is, I kind of hope it is. But at the same time, I understand that like, it's really just a continuance of life. Right. As whatever, it is. whatever life we're currently in, I think is the, 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 the scary proposition of continuing this existence. But I don't know, we'll talk about that in a, um, in a little bit as we sort of get into our, uh, um, 2021, uh, goals. Um, by the title of this episode, it, we're basically like throwing out the whole New Year's resolution crap. And we'll talk about the why in a second. Like New Year's resolutions were always stupid. And now it just seems even stupider after what we've gone through in 2020 to create 2021 resolutions. Um, but before we get to that, I have a lady rant today. And it's been a lady rant that's been bothering me all through the holiday season. And it, I mean, granted, it sort of bothered me throughout 2020, but just during the holiday season, I seriously just want to take Instagram and chuck it off a bridge because I don't understand what is going on with that app, but it is awful. And everyone on it seems to have figured out or, or wants to be some sort of Instagram, um, course developer and all of like people that I know and colleagues and like just people that I wouldn't have thought of have sort of fallen into this Instagram rabbit hole of being a course creator and oh my god sign up for my six-week mastermind and oh sign up for my six-week productivity course or or oh I made this pdf of all the things that you need to know to be a better business person and download it for only $50, but oh, the value was 10,000. And you're just like, what? What is happening? And all through the holidays, it's just been one frigging advertisement after another for just the most 
useless things. And it's like, I am all about like supporting small business. And I get that for small business, Instagram is kind of your, your vehicle to, to access people. But seriously, I went completely dark for both for my business over, over Christmas, um, over the holidays. And mainly because it is such an actual kettle of over the top advertising and promotion and nonsense that you would just get lost anyway. And so that's my rant is it's like, when did we become, we as small business owners, we are small business owners, fall into this like course creation crap. It's like everybody has to have a course or everyone has to have some sort of special like YouTube giveaway or, oh, I'm giving away free discovery calls to help you be better on Instagram. It's like, what is this? It is just beyond irritating. And like, I'm sure it must work. There must be some sort of conversion value to this because otherwise no one would be doing it. But holy my God, just knock it off. Okay. There's my rant. (laughs) Okay. I have some things to say about that. So I hear you with the sheer volume of content that is seemingly the exact same. I do have to play the devil's advocate in that. I think after 2020, everybody is just so excited to unveil whatever they've been working on through 2020, how they've pivoted, all those things. Um, And I would say that when people are advertising for these things on Instagram or wherever, it's their way of survival. Um, and so I, I think what's in, what's not great and what's not strategic about it is that if you're going to launch a new product or something cool that you're planning to do for next year, um, be a little bit more timely about it and be a little bit more innovative and unique, right? Like really look at who else is doing this thing and figure out how you can kind of position it differently. Um, And I think that's probably inherently the problem there is just too much all at once and it's all the same. But I will say that uh, my good friend, Jasmine, who's one of Calgary's more prominent influencers, she's kind of been pretty apologetic lately about her particular advertising for clients Cause she, I don't think she really wants to come into the new year with a bunch of like salesy ad related crap, but that's her, but at the same time, that's her job. And so one thing I will say is she did a really good job of explaining why. And, and that to me is an example of strategic content marketing. She literally jumped on her Instagram. She's like, Hey guys, I'm going to be launching a couple of ads, but I've made sure that they are really like engaging and thought provoking and fun. And Mark, her husband, Mark and her do all of her creative And she's like, Mark and I have worked to make sure that when you watch these particular pieces of content, it's, it's very relatable and fun. And like, that's what we need to be doing because there's so much crap out there right now. She's like, I can't scroll throughout through my Instagram without like having to turn things off because I just don't want to see them. She's so she kind of like got, she told the story behind why she was doing it. And then she simultaneously thanked everybody for supporting her because that's how she pays her bills. So I think if you, if you are going to be putting out any kind of content right now, just because it, because of 2020 and because it's the end of the year. And again, because of 2020, everybody's just so jacked up to be like, look what I'm working on. Look what I'm doing. And for that reason, I've held off too. Um, I haven't touched my Instagram for months and I don't feel bad about it. I'm waiting until I have something meaningful to say. 
And I was scrolling through Facebook this morning and I was like, top nine. I'm not going to do a podcast. Oh, I'm not doing a top nine. (laughs) Like if you want to do a top nine, that's great. Go for it. But, but like my reasoning is because it's just going to get lost and value to anybody else. I totally agree with like, because everyone else is doing it. Everyone feels they have to too. And that mentality, I think is something that needs to shift, especially from a business perspective. And it's like, great, 10 people are doing it. So I'm going to do something else. I'm not jumping onto that train because everyone else is doing it. And especially this whole course culture that everyone has to have a course or everyone has to have people signed up for something. And it's like, sign up for my newsletter and they have their um, sales filters and or sales funnels and all that set up. And it's like, that that needs to, I think, stop because it's becoming so oversaturated and it's becoming just so annoying that anytime you sign up for something, you're going to be inundated with emails and you're going to be inundated with stuff. And the other thing too, is these, these blatantly ridiculous valuations that people are throwing out there. It's like, this is valued at $5,000, but I'm giving it to you for 50. It's like, give me a break. Like we all know that that's crap. Like we all, we all know it. Just sell it for 50 bucks. Like you don't need to go to the whole dog and pony show of like making this whole fake thing that it's worth $5,000 because it's not. Um, the other thing you're getting back to the ad thing, what I have found interesting um, and I've noticed it on a few accounts um, recently. And I, I think it's an interesting, innovative way to to introduce ads or sponsored posts or sponsored stories is people have created um, an ad break story icon. So when you're viewing their stories, it'll have like ad break. And then, so you know that that, that, that the next three stories are going to be related or an ad. So they're going to be an ad for whatever product they're selling. And then they'll have an end and be like, thanks for watching. And then they'll go on with their regular story content. And I think that's interesting because A, it shows your customers and your viewers exactly what is a paid component to your stories. Because no one's disparaging that people need to make a living, especially if you're an influencer or whatever on Instagram and you get paid and you make money by sponsored posts and all that stuff. Everyone gets that. Um, But I think it's an interesting way to break up your regular sort of general business content about you talking about what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, here's a paid ad that I'm doing for XYZ company thanks for watching. And then we can move on. I think that's really cool. And I've seen a few people do that now. I don't know if that's going to be something that people like becomes more prevalent in 2021, but I think it's kind of awesome. I do too. And, um, I, I, I really just think it's a task and strategy. Like a lot of people, and this is why I have a job. A lot of people throw shit onto social media without any kind of purpose. Um, and they think they've got everything set up appropriately, but they're missing the mark around timeliness as well as oversaturation. Um, and so really, I guess like we're, Alyssa and I are going to be doing a bit of a tr- tips and trends episode in January for digital marketing and marketing in and of itself. But one of the things I would say though, for right now that you should really take into consideration is like, look at what, what people are doing and what's happening too much before you go ahead and do your own thing. Because if you are doing it at a time when everybody else is doing the same thing, your shit's just going to get lost. So wait or be a little bit more unique about it. Yeah, I agree. And I think this, 
this holiday, and I think a lot of it was because obviously um, everybody had shifted to online ordering and online purchasing and yada, 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 that um, it became it became way too much. And I think a lot of people um, sort of tuned out of Instagram. And it's interesting, a um, social media marketer out of Edmonton, um, Beverly Teresa, if anybody knows her, she's awesome. She run, I forget the name of her company. I'll, if I, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes if I find it, but she's amazing out of Edmonton. And she has a, like a podcast and a YouTube channel and she's really cool. She posted on Twitter that she's like, you know what? I'm bored of Instagram. Like I am actually bored of it. And I was like, you know what? I think it's brilliant from a social media marketer to actually come out and like fully admit that you're like bored of a social platform because you do this for a living. So if, if we are bored of it, I mean, sometimes I wonder if we get bored or frustrated with things because we exist in it on a 24 hour basis. Cause that's what we do in some capacity, but do regular just consumers of social media feel the same way? Like, I mean, send us a note, like send us a, a, a message on Instagram. Um, if anybody's listening to this and you're just, you're just like a regular Joe and you are on Instagram and it's not your job and you're just a consumer of, of social media. Like, are you feeling it? Are you feeling that Instagram is kind of like past its prime or Instagram needs a, a an overhaul in terms of how it's utilized or, or what people are posting on it? Cause now, I mean, it seems that people are shifting to TikTok and I can't personally say anything because I, I don't use TikTok from a business perspective. I've, I have it on my phone, but I don't look at it regularly because I just, I find it overwhelming. Um, but yeah, like our people is, is, is sort of Instagram that was kind of the darling of 2010 or 20, not 2010, it wasn't in existence in 2010, but even like 2016, 2017, is it kind of over now? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's over. Uh, like, I love Beverly. Like, so, but Beverly Teresa, like, she's a prime example of connecting with your consumers on a very real level. And that's what people want because there's so much saturation. So even when you're doing ad campaigns, like, yes, I understand there's certain parameters if you're an influencer working with a client. But like, for me, if I'm doing an ad campaign, most of the ad campaigns our company puts out for our clients are very real. Uh, like, you know, the captions that we would use, like we did, we did a number of ad campaigns in 2020 that very much had to speak to COVID and we were very transparent within our captions. And, you know, we utilized imagery or video that was like really experiential, you know, um, to kind of really provoke almost an emotion to get the consumer to do something. And so where I'm going with that is like, I love how she was just like real with her people. Like, Oh, I'm super bored of this, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you have an opinion on, on any of the things we're talking about, feel free to uh, send us an email or just comment DM, DM us on Instagram, go on Instagram, the channel. We're yeah, go on Instagram and tell us how you hate Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But definitely let us know because we're super interested in, in hearing from you. So. So now that we've sort of ranted about our feelings about the holiday versions of uh, social media, um, but have you just getting back for a second, do you notice that neither one of us talked about Facebook in this like rant about holiday social media? Like Facebook, Facebook is I have so many other opinions on Facebook. We'll talk and like yeah, next time we'll have a whole Facebook episode. That's quite yeah, neither one on of us it. talked about Facebook as a um as a holiday um advertising vehicle at all. Anyway, interesting. So what, we're, what Dakota and I are going to talk about a little bit today is 
because we're just saying screw or F the, the resolutions. And I think um, we can all look back on our 2020 resolutions and realize that like 75 to 80% of that never happened at, for no fault of our own. Um, like I think I had travel and I had a few other things that were like directly didn't happen because of COVID. Um, and it's kind of made both of us think about the fact of these sort of year long sort of grandiose, like sort of big, hairy, audacious goals um, are relevant and have a purpose sort of from a larger business um, a visioning or visioning perspective, but from a regular sort of tactical, this is what I want of my business this year. Um, this is where I want to get to. I think we, we're sort of going to talk about today, cutting those into more manageable pieces, whether that's creating quarterly goals or quarterly lists of, of things you want to accomplish and sort of looking at them, um, on that basis, because let's be honest, like when the, when the clock hits 12 o'clock tonight and we, we, we go to January 1st, 2021, nothing changes. The world does not change. We are still in a global pandemic. We are still in lockdown. We are still unable to travel. We are still struggling with businesses. We are still in no way, shape or form. Does this all suddenly like we're Cinderella and this all like the pumpkin becomes the carriage and we all ride off into the sunset. So we need to sort of look at January to March, 2021 with a different set of lenses than we would have from January to March of 2020. So what are your thoughts on that Dakota? And how are you sort of looking at these first three months of 2021? I think one of the biggest takeaways I had from 2020 was to be nicer to myself um, and to be more lenient with myself um, one of my biggest problems my entire life has been, and like, it's, it's pretty embarrassing for me to admit this, but I'm really bad at taking on too many things and like over-promising and sometimes under-delivering. And it, it's, it's something that I will admit I'm working on, um, and have been for a long time. But, but I, I think one of the problems with that is that I'm too hard on myself. Like I'm really mean to myself sometimes. And so one of the things in 2020 that I did was, you know, if I needed like extra, like I, first of all, I stopped, I stopped setting, I set deadlines, but I started setting more attainable deadlines. One of, one of my things too, is that I will immediately be like, okay, cool. I'll do that for you. Like tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and it's like, oh, really busy. Like I need more time for that. So that, of course, then that results in, oh, actually I'll get it to you this time. And then it's just like a whole thing. Right. So what I did was I just like stopped saying that. And unless somebody was like, can you get this to me by this time? And this is friends, family, work, whatever. I was just like, okay, so here's like the appropriate deadline that I'm setting for myself. And, and I just gave myself the space and the permission to take my time. I also stopped telling myself that like, I have to be up at five every day to accomplish, a, a, like to have a good day, to accomplish all the things I need to accomplish. I really looked at like how long it's taking me to do things. And, and then I like adjusted accordingly because as much as I've tried to be a morning person my entire life, I, 
I'm not like a super huge morning person. So I kind of just like met myself in the middle and made a deal with myself. Okay. You're going to get up at six and, um, you're going to, you know, like you don't have to be sitting at your desk until eight 30. Um, like nobody else is up doing anything. And if they are like, that's, you're just not the same as them kind of thing. So it was just a permission thing. So for me going into 2021, it's, you know, I just want to continue giving myself permission to live my life on my terms. And then I will end up being a happier, you know, more productive person because of that. So for me, it's just permission, right? So when I set, as I have set goals for myself moving into this year, because one of the great things about owning a business is, you know, you do set those goals of like, how am I going to grow this year? What am I going to do this year? The goals that I have set, you know, they have more attainable deadlines. And and for me, like Alyssa was saying, they're they're very much quarterly. So it's like, okay, by April, I want to have this done. By June, I want to have this done. By the fall, I want to have this done. Rather than being like, I have to have my 2021 business planning done um, in time for tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like I like, so I I gave myself permission to take a break, take a solid holiday break, recharge you know, thoughtfully and purposefully because I wanted to sit down, you know, and, and do a couple things here and there, but I'm going to work on things throughout the year. They don't have to be done right now. So I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, I, I totally understand that. And I think this um, past year has been an eye opener for a lot of us. in the fact of how we were taking on too much, um, taking on too much work, trying to do too many, taking on too many clients that we could handle or all of that. And so I think stepping back and sort of assessing what you want your business to be and what is actually doable for you as a business owner, I think is hugely important and understanding that like, this is what I can do for right now. And this is actually the real time that it takes to complete those actions and spinning that back on a client perspective. I think, um, that's, that's always been my biggest struggle with, um, working for clients and with clients is their expectation of what time it takes to do things. And it's like, Oh, this is just a, um, this is just a graphic or this is just a thing. You should just be able to whip that off in an afternoon. It's like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way because a, I don't have the afternoon to do this. Like I have other things I have to do and I have to slot you in when I had you originally um, slotted to do your work. And that's why, I mean, even pre 2020, I had to have this lesson of um, understand like how, teaching your, teaching my clients, the difference between an employee and a consultant. And we've had this conversation before and why that's such a struggle for people to understand that I'm not your employee. So therefore you can't email me and tell me that we need to have a meeting the next day because that isn't, that, that can't happen. I, we have our meetings on this day um, of the week and that's when they are. I just can't drop everything and do this for you because um, that isn't how things work. Um, so. I think that that's that setting parameters for yourself um, then creates that structure and education for your clients so that you're saying, no, this is what it actually takes the time it takes me to do these things. Um, no matter your schedule about it, this is actually the time it takes. Therefore, this is when this needs to be done. And this is the work back for 
this to be done by this time. And I think that's the biggest learning for both consultants or business owners and clients is that if a client wants something done by this date, it's like, great. Well, then you need to have things to me by here and you need to have this needs to be done on your end by this time, because if it isn't, we're not going to meet that deadline. So um, I totally agree that that um, setting proper parameters around the your time versus business versus your personal time, because what has sort of been very obvious through 2020, and even people who are working full-time, like corporate jobs who are now working from home, um, are discovering that we as people who've worked from home for years is that your personal life bleeds into your business quite often when you're when you don't have a separation of office and home. So um, reacquainting yourself with the fact that no, this is my office space and when I'm here, I'm working. But if I'm not here and it's after six o'clock, I don't have to answer emails. Like sorry. Um, a friend of mine, I think I've said this to Dakota that she needs to do this and I'm terrible with it too. Um, but a friend of mine puts an out of office on her email. Like, so after six o'clock it, it says, um, thanks for emailing me. Um, I don't answer, e- I, I don't answer emails after 6 PM. Um, I will return your email, um, at nine o'clock or whatever the next morning. Um, I mean, it's pretty ballsy in the end. Like, I mean, it's pretty, but to get to that place where you're confident enough in your abilities and your expertise to be like, no, I'm done. Um, This isn't an emergency. Like you're just emailing me because it's convenient for you to email me at 8 p.m., but I don't have to answer it. Um, That's been a huge sort of win. Um, I haven't adopted all of that, but I have created more of a structure around, no, I'm not, I'm not answering your, your emails or your texts or whatever after a certain period of time. And I'm not, I don't answer to you on a Sunday, like unless we're working on something specific. Like I, I think, that's my goal for 2021 is um, creating those more structured um, times when I'm working and when I'm not. Absolutely. And I'm kind of getting back to what I was saying too. Like, I think one of the reasons why I was feeling like I was under delivering was because I was trying to be everything to everyone all at once, because I was feeling like a giant failure for whatever reason in 2020. And so just like constant imposter syndrome and just, I don't know, just really feeling like a shell of a human, to be honest, and just kind of moving through the motions. And so I've just, I've really gotten back to being present over the last couple of months. And I want to carry that through. So yeah. So for me, it's like being same thing with you, like setting boundaries, being present and allowing myself the permission to do so, right. Knowing that I'm not saving the world. I'm not saving lives. So it's okay to put it away at six and it's okay to not start until 8.30. And also knowing that for my mental health, you have to do those things. You can't just be work, work, work all the time. Like I really enjoy my work sometimes and I don't, sometimes I don't mind. Sometimes I'll be sitting on the couch and I'll like want to look at my email but I think one of my goals for 2021 is going to be, you are not allowed to look at your, your email after a certain point because it's completely deleterious to your mental health if you do so in the sense that you're going to get back into that habit. You're going to stop providing time for yourself and the things that you need to do to mentally recharge for the next day. And then you're going to be exhausted. You have to force yourself to take that time if you're not, if you're not good at it because 
if you don't recharge the night before, you're kind of a disaster to everybody the next day. Yeah. And I think if we've learned anything this past year is that, um, mental health and is that should be at the forefront of, um, everyone's, um, planning for 2021 and how, um, you are going to manage your, um, mental health and what that looks like. I think, I think we all need to give each other a very large grace, um, going into 2021, um, in terms of the, the effects of what this has all done to us in terms of um, being locked down, losing business, um, struggling financially or with mental health or with your family or whatever pieces that is. So I I'm hoping that the one thing we're all able to take from 2020 is a huge amount of empathy and grace as we move into this new year of uncertainty. Cause again, things won't change on January 1st, just because we flipped the calendar. Um, and that suddenly we, we don't go back into this all or nothing mindset. And I think leading up to 2020, and I think that's why so many of us struggled so much in 2020 is because um, we had basically, I mean, speaking for myself, I'll just speak for myself because it's all I can speak to is, is me. Um, things had been so easy, like quotes, like whatever air quotes for my business for five years in terms of work and what I was doing and things just sort of came to me. And like, I never really had to work to find business and it was always just sort of easy in that capacity. And so I think what a lot of us learned in 2020 is that, um, what we thought was easy is actually really hard. And once that, once those things stop falling into your lap, suddenly you're like, wait a minute, how did I get here? And how do, how do I get out of it? And I think moving into 2021, um, we are all going to have to give ourselves much more space in still sort of figuring out where we want our business to go. And that's what I'm going to spend a lot of time on this year, because while I did a lot of sort of pivoting as much as we all hate that word, but pivoting and sort of re restructuring or sort of figuring out my business through 2020, just as a survival mode. Like we all were just in survival mode is just sort of figuring out, Oh my God, does this work? Or does this work? Or does this work? I think 2021 is going to be me more strategically focusing on those pieces. And instead of just sort of um, surviving, like we were all trying to do in 2020, 2021 is going to be more looking at my business from a, day-to-day perspective and what works and what doesn't, but also what I really want to be doing. And I think that's the one thing that a lot of us in 2020 have learned is what we don't want to be doing. um, And those things that just need to fall off the map so we can actually focus on the things that we want to be doing moving forward. And I think as the world changes more, that's not grammatically correct, but regardless, as the world continually um, continues to change in 2021, and we have no idea what it's going to look like. We have no idea what June 2021 is going to look like, let's be honest. So planning for that is sort of a waste of time because God knows there's no point of putting money and and time and resources into into your goals for June 2021. We don't even know what January 15th is going to look like. Um, I think we've all allowed ourselves to slow down a little bit. And I'm hoping that that slowness, like again, air quote, slowness and thoughtfulness and more purposeful decisions continue into 2021. Um, 
without that sort of panic scarcity mentality. Exactly. I think that, um, adaptation is a really good word to describe how everyone like could consider, you know, how to tackle 2021 rather. I mean, planning is fine. If you are somebody that enjoys and thrives off of planning, like go for it. But if you're somebody that gets anxiety from planning or when things change, you get really stressed out, understand that it is absolutely okay to just take it day by day. Um, and to really be, you know, as we've been saying throughout this entire episode, um, to just give yourself the permission to just be, you know, and to, to also allow yourself to react and then adapt. But as long as you're adapting after the reaction, um, that's what's most important. And so if I could leave anybody with like some advice on how to tackle 2021, it would be that. And, um, I would say to kind of close this off, uh, Alyssa and I had our 20, we did have our 2021 kind of strategy discussion and we have some really exciting guests for you guys coming up this year that are very, very much, um, you know, they kind of tie into what we think the year ahead is going to be like. We're really make, trying to make sure that these guests are going to serve all of you guys in some really solid advice for multiple different things. Also just really interesting, cool things that are happening in Calgary and, and Canada and um, we're and the world. And we're really excited to kind of grow Ladies Who Launch. And I just want to take this opportunity again to thank everybody for tuning in, following, subscribing, listening to us this year. We couldn't have done it without you. Uh, we've, we've done better than we thought this year. We were looking at kind of our goals for the 2020 and we've surpassed them. So thank you so much everyone for, for tuning in and listening. And we're really excited to, to kick off January with you. Yes. Um, thank again. Thank you. Um, we've had some great conversations with people this past year and we've been able to talk to people that we wouldn't dream of being able to have as guests on this podcast we've guessed on other people's podcasts which I don't think we even thought about when we started this podcast that other people may want to talk to us too um it's been such a huge learning for us like to launch a podcast during a pandemic I think <laughs> was probably part brilliance and part stupidity but I think because of the stupidity we we just didn't know what we didn't know and everybody was kind of along for the ride and um I'm hoping that that was enjoyable for everyone. Um, as Dakota said, we do have some big plans. We do have some um, interesting um, concepts. We want, obviously, this to continue being a forum for women entrepreneurs, women empowerment, um, and talking about issues, not just from a business perspective, but social justice and social um, matters that are important to women in particular and how that looks moving forward into 2021 as the world changes. And obviously we have municipal elections coming up in 2021. So we'll be talking about that from a Canadian and Alberta perspective of what that looks like. So again, yes, from Dakota and I, thank you very much and happy new year. And remember, just take care of each other and take care of yourself because honestly, that's what matters is our happiness and your friendships and your family and your relationships. Absolutely. Just remember that work is a conduit for your happiness <laughs> and your lifestyle. Um, and if you have the opportunity to do something that you love for work, because we do work a lot, then that's such a blessing. But absolutely, what's the most important is your relationships and your mental health and, and being present and really enjoying life. And if you find that you're not enjoying life, you should probably do 
take a look, talk to somebody, reach out. So anyway. Yes, that's the thing too. There's lots of um, um, easier resources. done, but there are resources. For There's sure. tons of resources and um, reach out, talk to people. And as we're all spending New Year's Eve at home tonight, um, no one has to feel that they got left out of anything because enjoy your Netflix or <laughs> and enjoy your Chinese food or whatever you're going to order in tonight. I don't know why we're talking. People are going to hear this in the middle of Jan- or beginning of January. Hope you had a great, <laughs> yeah, <they are. laughs> you had a great New Year. Yeah. And, um, looking forward to season two of Ladies Who Launch coming up in January. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 